Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Kids and Tell, a podcast about kids in the hall that traumatized me so badly I had to disappear into the woods for six months. <laughs> <laughs> we will be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unbasable segments like acceptable racism Uh-oh. and the myth of Larry. No. I'm Stuart DC and I am joined by Kalina McCordoff in London, England. Why, hello. Han Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. Why, hello. And from his honeymoon prison on the Sunshine <laughs> Coast, Trevor Record, everybody. <coughs> <laughs> Good. Yep. Very topical. So we will be reviewing episode six of season three, which aired in the year of our Lord, 1991. Let's kick it off with a sketch rundown. This week we got a whole lot of police oh. department. Uh, just over and over again, three and a half. We have the accent teacher, which, spoiler, is actually kind of good, and we love yes. Kevin again. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. I think it's because of the power of his milk. We have <laughs> potato salad, which is a skit, I guess. And <laughs> moving into. It's a lovely skit. It's, it's, it's Bruce as a mom making quality Bruce. potato salad. It's a quality I wonder how it would have Go on Bone Up a Tea and watch Brad Leone shit his pants. <laughs> Boardroom clown, in which you can't judge a clown by his seltzer something, I don't know. A monologue from Scott Thompson about drag queens, which we'll probably get into. The skit is called Squeeze Me. And it is about a boss that does gross things and is gross and how capitalism requires us to be gross to people. Mm. And then we have more police department, and then the fucking titles roll. So let's jump (laughs) into our first segment, which we have titled Accent Class, but I will call Acceptable Racism. Mm. So, in this episode, we have Kevin McDonald hosting an accent class where you have to put the accent on the accent. (laughs) And I thought it was actually really funny and effective. Part of the gag on this one was how he is just have these over-the-top stereotypes about various European nationalities, like how every Frenchman is impotent, or all Scotsmen are drunk for at least 17 hours a day. All of them! (laughs) It's true, every single one of them! So let's talk about... (laughs) Let's talk about this skit and what was effective about it, because I didn't really have any did-this-hold-up trepidations about this. It was just funny. Yeah, as you guys know, I mean, I'm usually, yeah. I feel like I'm usually the biggest millennial snowflake of, of them all. But, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe... Maybe in Europe, I mean, people are just like acceptably racist generally, but it's like the moment, <laughs> the moment that it becomes about uh, a country that doesn't have a relative, uh, I don't know, prosperity, they just like, they don't have privilege, then it becomes a problem. But like, I don't know, like the Scots, everyone pretty much loves the Scots. Like the Germans, they're, they're quite wealthy and they've, they kind of are self-deprecating because of the whole Nazi thing. And, you know, the French, everyone just loves taking a kick. So I, I Whoa, don't know. Sorry, something weird happened in Germany? What are you talking about? <laughs> You know, that's a really good point, Kalina. And in the sense of like, so, a, you know, if you're making fun of people from a, you know, wealthy European country, totally on the okay side of things. If you're making fun of, you know, 
poor African countries or like black people. Definitely wrong. And then straddling right in the middle is like Borat, (laughs) where it's like making fun of kind of, you know, Eastern European economically depressed. Uh, Is it okay? Is it not? And uh, yeah, I think this one is firmly on the right side. Did did weird things happen in Eastern Europe too? (laughs) (laughs) A few things. I have so much to catch up on. (laughs) The uh, the thing that I love about uh, this one is just how just how bad Kevin is as an accent teacher. Like, why does he end every single one of his accents with either Zieg Heil or like Aka? Like, like the, which is apparently the Scottish version of Zieg Heil. Like, oh yeah. And okay, I, I know. I, I feel like the overlap of Kids in the Hall and Friends fans is probably pretty slim, but I will put this oh. out there regardless. Is I, I'm I have a strange feeling, and I'm sure this is just like a general trope, but like this just automatically remind me of the episode where Joey becomes an acting teacher at a local college and then ends up uh, making fun, not make, making fun of behind his back, an acting student who's actually quite good because he's worried he's going to upstage mm. him and then ends up giving him advice to actually play a character gay and he ends up getting the role. That's the joke. But anyway, he's just a bad acting teacher, and I'm sh- I, I I would like to think that the creators of Friends actually really like Kids in the Hall. <laughs> For people listening's context, if they haven't seen the Kids in the Hall sketch, there's an ac- acting student that does a Cockney accent in the middle of the class and gets a standing ovation from the other students, and then Kevin has one of his Kevin panic eye moments and then puts him down. <laughs> is a Kevin panic the, um, eye like a magic eye? Except all you see is how your dad doesn't like you. <laughs> I mean, can we talk for a second though about how good Kevin's or um, Mark's Cockney accent? Yeah, but that's a whole yeah. Mark student stands up. Yeah, of course it's Mark. Of course, all of them. Exactly. Yeah, true. I I almost wonder if this just came from something where Kevin was at at, like working on a character, and then Mark like did an imitation of the character, and his version was much better. (laughs) better. And it's like that's going to be a sketch now. Or maybe I, I, I did love Kevin's response to the accent being like, oh, sure, maybe if you like this, okay, fine. But if you want to work in local theater or get a commercial, <laughs> then you'll do what I do. No, no, you want if you want to do commercial so, work or dinner theater. <laughs> dinner, dinner theater. theater. <laughs> um, I like that's that's as high as the people in that class are supposed to set their That's the high as anyone is supposed to go. Nothing. <laughs> maybe the sketch just grew out of Kevin wanting to. Uh, pour water and milk uh, into a diaper in his pants. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Diaper. I, I, did, I, did. I could notice when he put the milk and water in his pants to simulate impotence, uh, there, there was no stain. There was no leak. There was no leak. Yeah, there's a leak. Ah, he had a little diaper bag in there. <laughs> Clever, Kevin. Clever. That's real acting. That's so good. But anyways, I, I mean, like, I agree. Good good making fun of the Scots Germans. As a, as a German person myself, you know, I think we can take it in good stride. Um, uh, co- I, I think there's a, there's a nice nexus with this one and the boardroom clown uh, skit mm. in which... Oh, is there? Sketch in which uh, it's about not making assumptions about people. I guess that one felt kind of squeezed together. That kind of one felt like they just still had the fat suit for Dave and were like, well, get in the boardroom. <laughs> And you can get an easy Danny Husk going, so it's fine. <laughs> I do love a Danny Husk. Yeah, so I mean, I guess... I don't know the, if I see that. But as yeah, well. the, obviously, yeah, the, like like Stu's saying, like the colonel there for me always has felt like, oh, like the clown does a thing, someone else gets blamed for it. The person who gets blamed for it says, obviously it's the clown. And the boss says, don't blame the clown for something a clown would do. That's... 
that's racist? I don't, I don't know what you say about <laughs> I mean, it's also fun to think about an entire skit about blame in the character whose only line was, who's to blame? Who's to blame, Maggie? Who's to blame? <laughs> you know, it just occurred to me that the sketch is a lot funnier if you assume that Husk actually did do the seltzer <laughs> and was just trying to pin it on the clown. Yes. Yeah, why does he you have know what a mean? huge like, like bottle that, of that seltzer? That seltzer had to pass from the clown past two other board seats to get to oh, Hans. Oh, Hans. And, and like the clown is supposed to have done it and like snuck the seltzer in front of Husk with no one noticing. Mm. I think Husk actually did it. No, Hans, you're showing your provincial colors here, <laughs> assuming that a boardroom can only have one crystal decanter of seltzer. They are <laughs> executives. They have many bottles of seltzer. With in an there. air pump. <laughs> exactly. I see, I see. Can we just go back to the uh, accent teacher thing at the end yeah. where they're just like, he gets a call and responds. He's like, my name is Marcel. <laughs> I am from Paris. Paris. <laughs> the whole class is also doing these little hand exercises too. <laughs> yes. So delightful. Everyone knows that's how you have to do accents. Accents are mostly with the hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do we feel like we put it to bed? Is it good? Darn too. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to a dumber segment called The Myth of Larry. I have decided that we should talk about the potato salad a lot for no reason. (laughs) So it opens up, and there's Bruce, and she's in drag, and she's someone's mom, I guess, and she puts her tongue out because that's what Bruce does with every person that he thinks is stupid who is everyone who is not Bruce. Do you you not like this one? Because the rest of us liked it, I think. It's not that I don't like it. I just don't. Get it? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, Bruce is wacky. That's that's funny. No. Oh, my God. Okay. Wait, let let him finish the subject. (laughs) (laughs) So the topic for this one is there's a lot of weird... I think it's actually nice that we had that framing of did you like this one, did you not? Because it's not that I don't and why I want to talk about it. It's just, it's so bizarre and meaningless. It's like there's all these characters introduced. You're Larry's friend. And then over the turn of the skit of this character making potato salad for some reason... And then taking small breaks to admire her own kitchen. And then, well, back to work. (laughs) Is this talk about Larry and how he's a child of a bad marriage and the dad isn't around and maybe Larry isn't around. Then goodbye and we never talk about it again. And so we should think about that endlessly because I have nothing better to do right now. Oh, man. This is is just like a great portrayal of how mundane but actually fucked up suburban life is, you know? And that's always such a good kith trope. And this one, I don't know, I feel like um, has a lot of weird uh, internet celebrity. Like, there's so many gifts from this. Um, I feel like on the, what I'm assuming most people uh, are on, the new Facebook Kids in the Hall group, there's, like, a lot of people talking about the potato salad show, which I have wrongly <laughs> mentioned as coleslaw, which I am very embarrassed about. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I mean, you're confusing <laughs> the Helen's coleslaw. Yes. Did the moderators salad. ban you from the group for that, Kleena? <laughs> Almost. I created a fake account. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know, but there's, like, some... It's just... It's the weird surrealness of it that makes it super kith, and I love it. Yeah. Mm. The thing, the thing I love about this one is that it's like a slow burn, like descent into 
the sadness of this household, right? Yeah. So first, like, first it's, oh, you must be friends of Larry's. Who's Larry? I don't know. It's like, it's someone who's receiving some potato salad. Like, come on this way. Don't stand out in the weather. It's all just, like, nice and pleasant. And then she's, like, making the potato salad. It's all just fine. Oh, eggs, mayonnaise, sugar to taste a little won't kill you. Oh, isn't Bruce cute? And then she's like, oh, uh, how is Larry anyways? Oh, his marks. What to do? What to do? And it's like, Oh, is like something wrong with Larry? Oh, I guess Larry's their son. And then she gets into the next bit. Radishes. Ah, oh, yeah, radishes and chives. Mix, mix, stir, stir. I married young. It's all a blur. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, oh, she's really sad. And then she does that. I can still fit into my wedding dress, which is like and trying to make herself on. happy. It's like it puts it on, but it's like one of those like, oh, I'm sad, but I'm going to like cling to the things that make me feel good about myself. Like the fact I can still fit into my wedding dress. And then she gets back to work. And then gives the, the the potato salad away and says, and if you see him, tell him not to feel sorry about his dad and it won't kill him to pick up a phone. And you like at that point, you realize that like Larry is her son. There's been some sort of like incident with her, his dad where like I'm guessing they fought and the kid has ran away and now his friend is picking up potato salad and he's like living with his friend maybe. It's just very sad. And I love that it's it's like you get to that through this very sweet little like dum de dum Bruce singing a song making potato salad like it's just such a perfect that's the perfect kids in the yeah. hall like taking a sweet thing and and like sticking a knife I in, don't you know? disagree and I definitely get that vibe and it's certainly effective it's just to me it feels like this could have been a 30 second story mm, or like it's, it's they could have tightened it up maybe or yeah, it's just like it it has it doesn't have a lot of kernels of originality to me in this one right. that it's just like it could be a 30 second story it feels like a Bruce version of a Scott monologue mm. you know what I mean mm. no I, I, I totally f- disagree but sorry Trevor, there, go ahead. there's like a truth in this sketch though this is yeah. like a hyped up like haven't you ever kind of just been to like a loose acquaintance's house and then like met a family member where their trauma is leaking out in ways that maybe they don't <laughs> understand yes. is leaking out where that's just yes. like oh they just kind of mentioned like their severe anxiety about their son's grades i guess they say that to everyone they meet constantly i, I <laughs> yeah mean, exactly i think maybe that's one of the reasons why i didn't like this as much as you guys because i've had so many experiences like that and i mm. find them all deeply upsetting the thing I loved about the sketch too was like it's all in the details for me. Like when they cut away to the pictures, I like she's like I love my kitchen, and there's like a little ceramic like fish and little like bits and bobs that are just like ah, this is the thing you make do to your space to make you feel comfortable. There are in your so sadness, many ceramic you know? fish in that kitchen. Can I, can I just point the, out how like, weird it uh, is too, though, that like rather than having just had the potato salad ready, that person has to stand there and wait for the, all the <laughs> potato salad to be made. While she gets well, into her dress as an interlude. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you were a kid and you go over there and it's like, oh, come in, come in, just one second. And then like changes into a wedding dress and then changes back out and then like stares at a wall for a bit. And then like an hour <laughs> and a half later. So, yeah, this this, super I mean, sad. so honestly, um, Stu, we ended up uh, getting the real Sparks note of th- what actually this person went through. Larry's friend. He is a fucking martyr. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. Well, shit. I think we really, <laughs> we really got into something there. Uh, do we want to go on to standout sketch? Do yeah, we have anything else you want to talk it. about? All right. So let's do standout sketch. Worst sketch. Do we, let's do best and worst. Let's start with uh, T Rex. What do you got? You know, I'm I'm gonna give it to Squeeze Me Bad Boss. Uh, oh, what? I, what? I like Squeeze Me Bad Boss. Oh, God. 
it is gross out, but you know, it's like one of those things where it's just ramping it up where, you know, like Dave's just like, Hey, is it just me? Or is the boss worse than usual? And they're like, I don't know. But then they all just have stories where it's like, yeah, he made me go to his house and lick his dog's belly clean. And they're like, well, I've been there. Uh, I do love that one of them was he makes me go and wash his hair by the river. (laughs) Wait, and condition it and set it. Oh, God. You got to get that perm in there somehow. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, I can't believe you like this. What about worst sketch for Trevor? Oh, worst sketch. Ooh. I don't know if there were any that I thought were that bad, actually. What? Are you serious? There's an obvious one. What? Maybe the middle cops one wasn't great. The. Why don't we let Kalina go since she's clearly <laughs> champing at the bit here? Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, I, I'm going to give it to Accent Teacher. I thought this was a very strong Kevin sketch, my baby boy Kev. Mm. Um, it, Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that this is a way that you can show the other kids. You don't, you don't have to put on blackface and you don't got to make some real questionable judgments on jokes to actually be funny about about um other other countries so i i thought it worked really well kevin had some good shrill moments uh mark got to be the best boy in the class and it just really mm-hmm. came together very well and yeah um we got to see kevin again put um things down his pants oh love to see a wet kevin dong all right hans <laughs> what do you got going on here um, well, I will give a best and worst. Oh, sorry, Kalina. What was what was the worst? You oh, said there was. A I just clear all worst. The, all the police department, all of it. Yeah, yeah, yep, because that checks out. there was like that's the correct. That's I, the correct I don't answer. know. I like the moment so in the police department where like there's a crowd and they're like, "All right, disperse. Nothing to see here. Haven't you ever seen a dead body before?" And then it's like, "No." And then Bruce's character's like, "Oh, that is pretty interesting." But I mean, that's the same gag as the gun yeah. thing. They're like, oh, I can't give you the gun. He's and like never the seen opening, it before. The, right. the cold opening with them making a joke about the fact that they can't wear glasses at night, sun, sunglasses at night, was really bad. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. lame. So here's here's the correct take on it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you. Um, so so the worst the worst sketch is uh, is the police department, but specifically the second police department. The third and the first one are slightly better because they have the kids kicking the body uh, and the other kid like eating the popcorn from the dead man that he spilled. Um, the the third one in particular has the the Mark saying like get out of your kids and the kid just being like I'm a different kid <laughs> in his like, stupid tie dye like, shirt. Yeah, exactly. So so those two are slightly better than the middle cops, which is just really bad. Um, so, yeah, middle cops is the worst. And then the best one um, is not going to surprise anyone, I think, uh, for me, is potato salad, which I just loved. And uh, for all the reasons I said, because it's hilarious and so tinged with darkness. It's like it's what I come to the kids for. All right. So that's what Hans comes to kids for. And I'm going to go with Kalina. <laughs> that's I'm gonna that's go with, so much worse when you say <laughs> gonna, Yeah, that's my special power. Uh, I'm going to go with Kalina on this one and say that yeah. accent teacher is probably the best. Also, is Kevin's hair blue in this or is this some weird it's technicolor? Like, I saw it as black and he had like a sort of like weird gray streak in it. Does he have that Veronica Lodge like yes. blue shimmer? Ah, Maybe that's there it. There it is. There yeah. it is. It's because he's actually too glamorous for cameras to capture oh, all of his yeah. glory that's what nice it is erotic a lot yeah i love <laughs> little little archie comics chalk a block <laughs> with archie refs over here let's get in the jalopy <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Archie Andrews is probably a date rapist. Anyway, <laughs> oh, so the the worst is by far the police department, just because they're lame. Sorry. Yes. Yep. They're, yes. They're lame and and telegraphed, and uh, I'm just disappointed in everybody. So I'm, I'm so gl- I'm so glad you're back, Stu. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Am I? All right. Well. Fuck all you guys. <laughs> I'm never coming back again. <laughs> That's it for our episode six review. Join us next week for episode seven, presumably, which will be hosted by Kalina. Hello. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Kith and Tell Pod. Know that we will read all your tweets in Gavin's voice. <laughs> Weigh in on your favorite sketch and enjoy some delightful gifts from the Gift Minds by <laughs> Hans Seidemann himself. Yeah. Torn away. Mm. I, I go down into the mines to bring up only the choices. Mm. The tastiest. More. So wait, is it like a mine or a food? You know what? Doesn't matter. We're just gonna get tasty <laughs> little minerals for you guys to sprinkle. It's a salt mine. It's, it's a salt, salt mine. mine. Ah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Kith and Tell. I hate you. Bye. 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 Salty. Speaking of salt. Quality Bruce.